0: I'm Bruce Worson, pastor of His Place Community Church. The following message came from a Sunday morning right here at His Place. Do you want to know God's will? Why? What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that, that information? You going to do it? Because boy, to know God's will and then not do it what are you going to do with that info? Because often, I got to be honest, often when we say as believers that we're seeking His will, we're really looking for kind of a, a rubber stamp, I mean a, a approval, I mean a confirmation, confirmation of what we already know deep down we're going to do. Well this morning we're talking about this because, if you've been following along, we're learning to pray the LPG way. And that stands for, say it with me, the Lord's Prayer Guide. Which, as a little recap, uh, directs us to begin each day. Begin our day by adoring our dad. Very important. And immediately revering our creator. Got to balance those. And then discussing our Hallowing, which we saw, uh, our hallowing is our obedience and trust. And then kneeling to our king. Why? Well, to plan the days advance of dad's kingdom, which is within, as we saw, and, and comes heart by heart, and uh, comes first in the hearts of Christ's ambassadors. Now we're talking about his will. And Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 40, My Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life. First of all then, I, the Apostle Paul, ask that supplications, that just means requests, prayers, that's discussions, petitions, that's intercession... And thanksgiving. So, supplication, request, prayer, discussion, petition, intercession, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone. This is good and pleasing to God, our Savior, who wills everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And so, that's why we immediately, after bowing the knee and praying for your kingdom to come, we pray your will be done. Because we're praying for the day's willpower to do His will by His power. Otherwise, we don't really want to do it that much. And the will is a funny thing. We, a little more complex than we give it credit for. We think of the will usually as a fairly straightforward, I I, I will, I desire something, it's my will. I desire, uh, I advance, and I obtain. I will and I do till it's done. And that was maybe true for pirates and the like. But if, for instance, you've ever taken kids to Disneyland, you know that a parent's will a bit more complex. And the same holds true for our father and his very truly magical kingdom and so, you know, theologians break his will down into four parts, and you know, let's just hit a couple of them right quick, because we, we, we just have to touch on, on these two real quick. That's this... Because we have the same type of will. First, there's your supreme will of authority. Ruling mostly unseen over the whole thing. The plane tickets, uh, hotel reservations, car rental. Hotel reservations, luggage. Some choices uh, are unpleasant, but essential to the purpose. So you have to decide something. You don't really like either one. The kids are unaware, but you're there. And you, you got it covered. Just like with our sin. God made sovereign plans for his son to come and to die and to return to life. This part of dad's will will be done regardless of what we do. And that's not what this prayer is about. Praying, your will be done, is about our Father's collaborative will. We'll call it, your will be done. Our Father's collaborative will, which comes uh, in two forms, begins with specific expectations. Just like ours. You know, you you get to Disneyland, you explain the ground rules and the boundaries and your heart's desire, you know, why these are the rules to keep you safe. And then you let the kids loose and pray that they heard your heart and actually desire to do your will. Because if they don't, they won't and they'll get in trouble. We're no different with our dad. So... Do you desire to do Dad's specific expectations? According to uh, Hebrews, Psalm 40 is a prophetic passage about Jesus, wherein it says, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. But I want you to see something, that Jesus doesn't think desiring to do Dad's will takes it far enough no, he declares that I delight, not just desire. I delight to do your will, oh my God. And, and why is that? Well, it's right here. Your law is within my heart, where his kingdom rules and reigns. He gets, he gets the heart of God. Your law is within. Not the old dead works law. Not the old dead works law that lays a bunch of religious rules on you and says now live up to this and you know you'll be no no we're New Testament we're talking about the law of freedom the liberating law of freedom from uh, within uh, uh, the bondage of sin and that's the, the law that's treasured within and carried out without doubt from a glad and grateful heart so do you want to no, dad's will, and why? Why do you want to know his will? Not enough to know it, got to do it. I mean, if you're part of his place, then you've learned. We're not those people. We're, we're not the not-doers, right? If you're a not-doer, raise your hand. Oh wait, I guess that wouldn't work, because uh, you're a not-doer. <laughs> Okay, well, we're not the do nots. And oh, Brother James has something to say about them. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Deceive ourselves into what? Deceive yourselves into thinking you're a doer when you're just a listener. Okay? Do what it says. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, like right now, right now, we're listening to the word. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. Because, see, we use God's Word to examine ourselves and our lives, right? And it says, and after looking at it, you know, and seeing what needs to be done, goes away. And just immediately forgets what he looked like there. And, of course, what needed doing. But... Whoever looks, where am I, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, you know, from the bondage of sin, and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. James just hopes we're not deceiving ourselves into believing that we're believers when we're not doers. So if you want to know, really, if you want to know uh, the specific expectations of dad's collaborative will in his kingdom, here you go. Be very careful. Understand what the Lord's will is. And what does the Lord require of you? Now, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. It is God's will that you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. For God did not call us to be impure. No, prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For, for it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant. So build each other up. Live in peace. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak, be patient, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. In Christ Jesus, had enough yet? i got a couple more. May the God of peace equip you with everything good for doing His will. And may He work in us what is pleasing to Him through Jesus Christ. Because we're not going to get it perfect, but... We're told, remember, when we practice, then He sees us the same way He sees Jesus, as perfect. And then we'll wrap it up here. We ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will that comes through His Word, through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit, growing, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share In the kingdom of light. Okay, kids, this is truly the magical kingdom. Go have fun. But remember, remember out there, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, Lord of lords, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Those are the specific expectations. Specific expectations are black and white, do or don't, obey or rebel. You're like, okay, got it. But what about all the nonspecific stuff? You know, and I, these are, this is the type of questions I hear all the time, the non-specific stuff. Like, how do I know if he wants me to be a missionary, or a mechanic, or married, or single, or a homeowner? or a renter, or a lease to own. You know, I've, you've heard people say, very casually, probably, things like, God called me to this or that. Well, I'm your pastor, and I've got to tell you, I'm still waiting for that phone to ring. I, don't, I stopped using that, that term a long time ago. Because, boy, we can sure put our own thoughts onto God. Well, our Father's collaborative will, yeah, specific expectations, which is, you know, real easy to get, has a second side like I mentioned. And they are the non-specific options. And this is a big part of our Father's will, the, the non-specific option aspect of his collaborative will, the will where he works in us, through us, with us. These are not black and white. They're a full spectrum. You get to choose. But it's not just that you get to choose. Choosing is pleasing to our Father. And boy, I, I think we just don't get this sometimes. Let's say, let's say back at Disneyland, you ask the kids if they want a snow cone in the Magic Kingdom. Okay? Yes, you do? Okay. Well, what flavor would you like? Pick a, pick a flavor. Pick a color. Why do we do this? What's our reason? Because I've got three good ones. There's probably more, but I've got three good ones. First, there's, there's the joy of offering a gift. Our Father in Heaven, he, he experiences that joy. It's the joy of offering a gift. There's a deeper joy... Uh, An even deeper joy of experiencing their joy. You just, oh, you just get a joy from them. But then there's what I think is the deepest joy. An even deeper joy yet of watching, watching them make decisions, experience life, risk, learn, grow, and slowly become a self-determining grown-up. There's a deep joy in the heart of every parent, every good parent, that parallels our father. Unless your kids are little weirdos and they're like, uh, which flavor am I supposed to choose? Uh, any, any, that's why it's called a choice. But which one do you want me to choose? Uh, seriously, any, I, I, I actually want to watch you choose. I'm having, I'm, 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 I want to watch you choose. What if I I choose the wrong one? Which one would you choose? No snow cones. No snow cones in Disney. We'll have Dole Whips. Dole Whips, they only come in one flavor. (laughs) But you see, we desire to offer the types of choices that help our kids develop and explore and discover. And from the beginning, our Creator's intention has been freedom of choice. And that's right there in the first... The first chapter of the book, well, for the second chapter of the book. Freedom of choice to inspire vision, imagination, investigation, discovery, exhilaration, and maturity within the safe limits, the safe limits of loving boundaries set up for our protection. Back home in the garden, here's how it all started. The Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, there's some boundaries, you may freely eat. Every tree, freely eat. Freedom of choice within the boundaries of the garden. But, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. See, as a specific expectations uh, expectation. And they always come with an explanation. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Oh, that's a good reason. Total freedom, one specific expectation with a great reason. If they had taken that to heart, then they would have desired to do Dad's specific, it is specifically revealed will. You know, so they could keep living. And freely choosing among the myriad. They would, they would have, actually it would have turned into delight, right? They would have delighted in the myriad of options that they'd been offered if they just kept going. Within the safety of the one limitation that the loving father had set. You know, do you think they'd tried every tree? I don't. <laughs> it's like there's that one we're not supposed to. It's like those Disneyland brats. Instead, instead of trying, yeah, I'm getting, I'm, you know, you just—it's fun for the first few hours, right? Instead of trying to understand your wise and loving intentions behind your laws of liberty, they're laws of liberty. I brought you to Disneyland. I'm letting you do all this. I'm just asking that you don't do this or this because it's for your own good. Well, instead of uh, you know, trying to understand the reasons behind your laws of liberty, they push the boundaries and test your limits. Why? Oh, in order to see what they can get away with. And sometimes uh, they just have this figured out. It's easier to get your forgiveness than your permission. Not that we ever do that to the Lord. But I do have to ask, so how do you do Dad's will? When you are mistreated, do you do hate or do you do love? We, we know which one's His will. When disappointed, do you do grouching or do you do grace? We know which one's His will. When you're slandered, do you do drama or do you do peace? Whose will do you really mostly do and see it through until it's done? Do you want to know God's will? Why? (laughs) And are you curious? Are you curious about our Father's heart? His big reason behind all these specific expectations? Because we're told. I mean, and it's all for our benefit. And on the night that he was betrayed in the garden, Jesus let us in on a wonderful insight. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father, now our Father is the gardener. Okay, he's the gardener. So, and that makes sense because it all started in his garden that he planted and said, have it all except this one. So ask yourself, what's the goal? What's the will of the gardener? Produce, a crop, produce a crop. Jesus said, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word. That's what we're doing. Accept it. Don't just walk out and forget it. And produce a crop. Produce a crop. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, once we leave the building, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And you go, well, what kind of fruit? Well, the only kind that grows in Dad's garden. The fruit of the Spirit. Read them with me. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And get this, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And that thing only grows in our garden up home in heaven. And one other place, our heart. In our heart, down here on earth, as it is up home in heaven, which is why when we pray, your will be done, emphasizing your, yours versus mine, we're ultimately just talking to our father about our our role this day in cultivating the family crop. So we should focus far more in our prayers and maybe just in life in general on the fruit on the fruit, and maybe just a little less on whether I should take this job or that job or buy this house or that house or select the grape snow cone. And so we pray, your will be done. And we pause to inspect our fruit by the light of his word. And then we personalize this part of the LPG, by discussing the condition of our current inventory. Instead of forgetting what we look like, like those do nots. And we ask for wisdom and strength to carry out the specifics that we, that we know. And then pray for sensitivity and good judgment, integrity, whatever you wanna pray for in, in, in the choices that you have to make love this verse. So as it says in Psalm 149, sing to the Lord a new song. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king, for the Lord takes pleasure in his people. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Scroll me up there, Noah we got stuck on this scripture there we go i love this last line let the high praises of god we're talking about on your bed you know not that you have to pray on your bed it's just an example but nonetheless you know getting kind of personal here it's when you're by yourself but let them sing a lot in their beds. Let the high praise of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. And because that's where we find his specific expectations. And not only that, it's where we get the inspiration to do them. And not only that, it's where we learn from his number one son how to make the types of choices that most glorify Dad. So... I love this. Whatever you do, you're talking about freedom of choice. There's, your, there's this unspecific cooperative will. Whatever you do, be sure to follow this very specific expectation and work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. He wants you. You. He wants You to decide, to choose if you're gonna be a missionary or a mechanic. He wants to watch you choose. But he demands, absolutely demands that we glorify him in whatever we choose to do. You will glorify how? Oh, well it's in the prayer. On earth as it is in heaven. We're called to model our home in heaven by doing dad's will uh, down here. And of course, we can't know all that that entails, you know, okay, just like it is in heaven. (laughs) How do I know what that's like? You don't have to because uh, scripture gives us a pretty good starting point with these three. In heaven, his will is done immediately. Immediately. Not postponed. Not put off. Can't imagine this scene, you know, with God saying, Gabriel, go tell Mary she's going to give birth to my son. Uh, yeah, not right now, sir. The game's on. In heaven, his will is done enthusiastically, not half-heartedly. And in heaven, his will is done completely. Not partially, not somewhat. So... I mean, you get those three working, and, and that's, that's a really solid start. <laughs> you know, we all want to go up to heaven someday, just not as enthused about you know, having heaven come down to us and work through us to others. But eternal life doesn't begin after we die. Eternal life begins the moment we bow our knee and begin to seek to align our will with our Father's will and follow the Great Shepherd of our souls. Because see, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life comes not from the Father, not from the will of the Father, but from the way of the world. The world and its desires pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. So the question is, and we'll close it here. Do you want to be led from your bed or forget what you've read (laughs) and just roll over and fall back asleep? Jesus delighted to do dad's will. Do you? Hope so. At least hope you're learning to. Let's pray together. Here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever, amen. Well, thanks for listening in. Why don't you join us on a Sunday morning? If you'd like more information about the church, just point your browser to hisplacechurch.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you.